It's a good show. This is Ralph Metzner, and you're listening to the Radio 8 Ball Show with Andras Joe. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select with the help of our friend Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio April. Give us a shake. It's the Radio Eight Ball Show. Got it. And welcome back to Radio Eight Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in the Blue Light Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia, with Jeff Burner. Hi. He's providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations and inviting friends and collaborators from his travels to join him to ask their questions for the pop oracle. And now we are joined on the line from the city of Dachau, Briga. Welcome to Radio 8 Bob Briga. Hi, thank you. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. I'm in the studio in Vancouver <laughs> with Jeff Burner. How much better can it get? Can't get any better. Yeah. So I wish I was there with you guys. Tell us how do how do you two know each other? Um, I was touring with a, a Greek band by the name of the Rembetica Hipsters, and we were up north in Yukon, in Dawson City, Yukon, and it was summertime, so you had the midnight sun. The sun didn't really go down, and I remember I was like at this buffet. There was like kind of a buffet for the musicians for the talent, and um, there was this. Uh, funny, quirky guy in a suit. Um, at that time, I think he was wearing a white suit or maybe a blue, baby blue suit. I can't remember correctly, but it was not a black suit. I know that much. And uh, yeah, I started chatting with him and, and then we just got drunk together. And then from there, it was just it was just music all the way. Yeah, that's how I met Jeff. And do you corroborate this, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I'd say we did get drunk for like about three days in Dawson <laughs> City and, uh, and Briga has played on most of my albums and uh, she's an essential part of my, my Klezmer uh, conspiracy or whatever it is. And what do you play, Briga? I play the fiddle, play oh. the violin. But Briga's uh, solo work is, is her main career and she was recently nominated for a Juno which is for your American listeners, like a Grammy, but with free health care. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. And you, uh, Jeff, was telling me before we got we uh, got you on the line that you are an artist in residence. You have you're currently an artist in residence. Is that? Yeah, in uh, Dachau, in Germany. Yeah, I'm spending a month. I'm hanging out here for a month, and then composing music. And I'm composing music based on the idea of uh, historical musical narrative of the past, the present, 
and the future of this tiny town in Germany. Yeah, I was telling yes. Jeff, my only association with Dachau is in Dachau Mentories, right? Uh, yeah, it's dark, dark, evil it's past. A- yeah, um, definitely. Um, so I'm starting at 1944 and I finish at 2044. So I'm starting in the midst of the, you know, the horrors that happened. And I'm actually exploring the idea of the brutality of the cruel indifference of nature and time in the face of something that happened so terrible that happened in the past. Because it's really kind of weird to be in this small town where people have kind of moved on with their lives and and with other concerns. And it's just weird, you know. And anyways, it's a it's a weird place to be. But I feel sometimes I feel like you got to stare at humanity in the face, you know, all of the beautiful and and ugly bits. Anyways. We don't have to get into that, but that's oh, what we, I'm doing can... for this month. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a pop oracle. The whole thing is that people come to us with what they think are trivial questions, and then the, they, you stare into the abyss, and the abyss stares back into you. It's uh, we can't help but go get into the depths of the the dreams and the nightmares. So. Uh, De- definitely. I have to wonder what it's like to be to live in a place that is famous for something so horrible and to feel like detached from it because it happened before you were born but deeply connected to it because whenever you say where you're from people have to respond you know that's how people are going to respond based upon the history right well definitely another it does bring up one pretty pertinent issue is if you're looking at the population on the earth how many people have the privilege to never leave their town and how many are forced to leave their town? I think that, I mean, when I walk around in, in this fine city um, that it is right now, um, I think a lot of people never left this town or maybe they just stayed in Germany. And, and so, you know, and because I'm also composing, I mean, I'm also working on some music that represents the present time and I'm looking at Dachau as a microcosm of Germany so I'm exploring, for example, the migrant crisis that's happening right now. Are there a lot of Syrian uh, refugees who have settled in, in Dachau? Yeah, well, what's interesting is the first day I arrived and I was jet lagged, like I had one very important request. I asked them to give me a bicycle. I said, I need to have a bicycle. I need to be able to ride freely around this town and explore things on my own terms and not be escorted by people, you know, who want me to see this or that. And so I rode my bicycle. Actually, I headed, <laughs> I headed straight for the concentration camp memorial. Um, I really wanted to go there right away. And um, so I got off the plane, got my bicycle. And, and went straight to the memorial. And um, on my way there, I, I, you ride your bicycle past, past the house east. And in the house east, it's, a, it's an immigrant neighborhood. So you have a lot of Syrian immigrants, but you also have former Yugoslavian uh, immigrants from the Balkan War, from the, from, well, from the remnants of genocide that happened there as well in, in the mid-90s. Um, and you have uh, also a lot of Ethiopian immigrants as well. So I ended up, you know, my first impression of Dachau, I was expecting this kind of like cute little white German town. I'm sorry for my ignorance. And I arrived and I saw that, yes, they have uh, many, many immigrants. And they have, you know, you know they have uh, Syrian refugees um, settling in and, uh, and as well as a plethora of other people from elsewhere. So, and then that was on my way to the, it's, 
horrendous past. The site, the ground zero of its past. So it was very interesting sort of, I guess, scenery and to, 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 to see that on my first, my first day. I went looking for one thing and I found something else. And at the same time, you know, it was very interesting for sure. There's, so yeah, definitely. It's a very mixed town. It's becoming more mixed. There's a lot of material to work with there, hey? Yeah, yeah. I've been writing a lot, and it's it's interesting. I, I'm I'm writing a lot, uh, and I at this point I I just don't know if I'm going to release it or not. I don't know if I should release it or not. I don't know. So I'm, I'm I have a lot of work done, and, and I'm constantly have... searching, and it's really cool, quite amazing. But um, maybe I'll have to sit with it alone for a while before I decide to release it. Or maybe I just won't. I don't know. This is what we were just about talking it. about. Yeah, it's in fact, Andras uh, was just discussing a project of his that he felt he couldn't release uh, for personal reasons. And, uh, and so now this theme has appeared again out, out of nowhere. Wow. Well, since we got the synchronicity rolling, why don't we get to your question now? Rico, what what is your question for the Pop Oracle? Well, um, I've been also thinking about the future, and <laughs> and um, so I I would like to ask the Pop Oracle um, if there's an exact date to the end of the world. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, is that too, too no, heavy? That's, that's that's too a big? great. No, that's good. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of question I'd be asking if I was doing a writer's residency in Dachau. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I'm curious. so now we're gonna spin the wheel, and whatever well, one of my songs comes up, that'll be your answer. So here we go. Okay, so now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf, Briga, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 na, we love Song number two, which is uh oh, Rule of the Road. Okay. The answer to the Ooh. question, is there an exact date for the end of the world? I think this is a pretty sound answer to that question. Thanks <laughs> thanks for calling, Briga. So does she just like have to yeah, stay on the yeah, line yeah. and listen to me play this song that she's heard a thousand times? Yes. Okay. I I I I don't mind. You don't mind? Okay, well, I'm going to do it. Here we go. Pack up the gear. Pack it up all nice and tightly. Let it tamp down the fear. Fear that follows you. Day and nightly How could all this delicate circuitry Survive all the way The rumbling from Winnipeg to Thunder Bay Everything that you take on this trip Is gonna be broken by the time you get back Everything that you take on this trip Is gonna be broken by the time you get back Now you know You 
can't say I didn't tell you so There's only one rule of the road You got a dream Give you any chance you'll take it And you've assembled a team How could you not possibly make it? Well look out kid There's a long long list Starting with Roger's past pregnancy Feldman and Associates Everything that you take on this trip Is gonna be broken by the time you get back Everything that you take on this trip Gonna be broken by the time you get back now Now you know You can't say I didn't tell you so There's only one rule of the road I used to say it was important to travel lightly, but even at that age, I knew it wasn't bloody likely, but if you're a true believer, you'll believe me when I say, drove from Montreal to Sackville and was grateful just to play that very same day. I forgot to get paid Everything that you take on this trip Is gonna be broken by the time you get back Everything that you take on this trip Gonna be broken by the time you get back now Now you know You can't say I didn't tell you so only one rule of the road and that was rule of the road that's the only song of the eight there Sorry, did I interrupt? Uh, let me just finish letting the audience know. That was Rule of the Road from Jeff Berner. The answer to Briga's question, is there an exact date for the end of the world? Obviously, Briga liked it. I heard her clapping all the way in Germany. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> only song of the eight that mentions the city of Montreal where Briga is from. Ah, already the sink flows. That's, her, that's where she lives. That's Briga's town, Montreal. So now... Yeah. It, is yep. the only rule of the road that everything that you take on the trip is going to be broken by the end? Is that the rule of the road? That's it. That's the rule. Got it. Got it. It's based on a, a remark once made by Country Dick Montana, lead singer of the Beat Farmers. That 
sounds familiar. I saw the Beat Farmers a couple times back in the early 80s when I was, or the late, uh, late 80s, playing yes. shows in L.A. They were original country punks. They were great. Yeah. Country Dick was an impressive character. So that Di- was... Died that, on stage. That's what I heard. In, no? in, Whoa. in B.C. In B.C.? Yeah. Close to Vancouver. So you killed our dick. That's, that's, <laughs> I was uh, I was on tour at the time. I was out of the country. I have an alibi. You have an alibi. So uh, so <laughs> Briga, what did you think about that? Is the answer to your question? Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it, it's it's pretty accurate actually because uh, I'm on the road and everything's breaking. So I mean, this could be it, you know. <laughs> this well, could be it right now, the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> well, I guess I just thought it's it it sort of had that no one here gets out alive kind of thought. Like, yeah, the end of we. I mean, we we know that we all have an end date. So, yeah, sure. I think that's that sort of drives this idea of the end of the world and apocalypses and raptures is. This, like we we're going to experience all of these things definitely, and so we think that the world must as well. Um, yeah, I mean, you're yeah. like, going back to what you were talking about. You're living in a place where a lot of worlds ended, right? And yeah, and and yeah. this weird post growth, right? Um, yeah. Well, I gotta say, like just, just feeling close to the end of the world. Uh, I I feel like. A, I have to hurry to finish this this work. <laughs> I gotta hurry up before it really ends, you know. Like in my my ending, you know. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, I guess that also goes. This goes back to what, to what my question was, and what you're talking about is like making art at the end of the world. Yeah. Who are we making it for? It's almost like you know you hear those stories about people who create a masterpiece and then throw it in the fire. And we don't have to do that. The world that we're living in is throwing our art into the fire, even as we're making it. Yeah, well, yeah, no, actually, you bring up a really interesting point because um, I've been here for two weeks. I got three weeks to go. And uh, I often, um, well, I often ask myself in the morning uh, well first off i usually need one coffee to wake up and now i'm hearing it i drink two pots of coffee before no. i get started <laughs> and 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 a lot of it has to do with this i, I haven't it's, i used to live this as a teenager so i'm a little bit shocked i'm living it now at my age but i i, w- I wake up i drink these two baths of coffee and then i'm like <laughs> Why am I doing this? Why am I here? Why? Oh, why can't I just be back? And why did I do this to myself? Stupid, stupid. Why? Why am I? You know, and it's really actually quite, it's quite strong. I mean, as an artist, I think we, we as artists, we feel this uh, quite often. But this time around, it's quite intense. And and there's a lot of, um, yeah. And, and so, you, like you said, throwing your work in the fire, it's the very first time that I'm doing work that I'm actually considering throwing it in the fire and and it has nothing to do with uh if if i think it's good or not good it it has nothing to do with that it's more just just this trying to understand you know if there's really any point to it (laughs) i don't know how to explain it maybe (laughs) maybe this is a piece of work that you'll just put out into the world but it won't be something you like uh 
hire a publicist and do a tour behind or something like that. Maybe it'll just be like, yeah, this is the thing. Here's what I made in Dachau. And this is part of my, 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 the history of my work and my body of work, but I'm not going to like, um, you know, ask you to book me at your fun summer festival so I can play my Dachau songs. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe not. Maybe there's songs. Actually, no, you're right. It definitely isn't performable in a sense that, like, um, I've fallen so deep into the rabbit hole that I'm just writing whatever comes to mind. Like, for example, yesterday I went to um, an old paper mill factory in the town. I've sort of labeled the pieces by dates. So this paper mill uh, song, the the title of the piece is... uh, 1994-2011. Don't ask me why, but that's what it is. And so I ended up wandering around in like this kind of toxic zone with like dusty air and just beating the shit out of stuff and recording it. And there was a photographer who was taking pictures of me, probably thinking I was like funny, kooky Canadian. And then I came home and I got super obsessed about the piece and I finished it today. And and it's like hardcore industrial techno. (laughs) And it's like really not what I'm known for in my work. And I I really don't care. It's like that's what came out and that's what feels right. You know, and so it's definitely like you're saying, Jeff, it's the type of piece of, you know, if if I were to not throw it, in the fire, I might um, have a, you know put it up on a on a, a website with a description of of the the process and the message behind the piece, or make an app or something like that, or put it in the archives of body of work. But it's definitely not the type of thing I'm going to tour summer festivals with and just pop out some rando playback with this like you never factory. know. You never know. <laughs> this could be the this stuff that you're remembered for a hundred years from now. This could be the week. <laughs> Well, let's no. wait, but let's let's go. Like it, it, we're, we we are talking about the end of the world. The, you know, a hundred years from now, mm. going back to the song, the rules of the road. Everything that you take on this tour is going to be broken by the end of the by the end of it. It's a it's an inter like it's, I guess the way it, that relates to this question to to what we're talking about right now is that sometimes you have to break something to finish it, right? Yes. So, like, what yes. you're talking about of throwing it into the fire or only putting it out in a way that, like, so if people who want to find it can find it, like, it breaks the conventions of putting out a record. Like, you're going – for some for a project yes. like this, you're going to have to break the things that you're taking with you, The you know, in a way, the uh, the ways that you've done this before. Yeah, like I, know, I totally rules. agree. It's like it's like something that's coming out and it's going to take shape in its own form and it has really nothing to do like like definitely my process that I'm used to using, like the process that I have, the creative process I have is broken. It has broken on the road in that sense. Like and right now there's this new creative process that's coming out and it's almost like just like like we talked earlier about falling into an abyss or falling into a rabbit hole. It's like this is total free fall, right? Mm-hmm. And and to me, you know, it's kind of funny. I was chuckling at myself because I had this like weird moment where I was thinking about the Marxist thought, the idea of does the writer write to write or does the writer write to pay the bills? And in this situation, the, you know, the creation is just to create. And it really is a different place than when you're creating, thinking about how you're going to fit into something and how you're going to maybe be able to pay the bills. It's a completely different world. And so I think that's where all these existentialistic crises and the questioning of, you know, the end of the world or, or stuff breaking on tour comes from. It's when you're faced with the notion of doing something that really could just be completely in vain, but you just still feel like it's so, it's so much bigger than you. You have to do it, you know? Well, that there's <laughs> no matter what happens. 
There was a recent someone was citing an interview where Ricky Gervais, uh, the uh, comedian, was was interviewing uh, Gary Shandling, who is his idol, mm-hmm. and Shandling looks him in the eye and says, "Right when you think you figure out how to do it, you figure I've got this thing. That's when you've lost it." <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that is true. What did Ricky Gervais say back? <laughs> uh, I, I think I think that was the the article posited that this was the moment that broke Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> the more Thank of the you. you know well you know as he's just following the one rule of the road exactly that it's all <laughs> going to be broken eventually. Well, uh, well, Briga, thank you for being a part of this, and Jeff, thank you yeah, for thank inviting, you for inviting me. It was so nice of you to. It's late there, hey. Oh, it's it's ten thirty, ten thirty at night. Not too bad, but thanks for staying up. Not too bad with your two two pots of coffee. Yeah, she's not going to sleep for another two weeks. <laughs> Woo! I'm, I yeah, I, I I'm like totally. I I'm not sleeping. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's an awesome drug. I must say, not sleeping. <laughs> there actually, is, there's a song called oh. "I Don't Sleep, I Drink Coffee Instead." You should uh, you should cover it? Yeah. It'd be good. I, yeah, maybe maybe now's the time for me to record it. I'll be in the proper state of mind. You know? Oh yeah, you're in the zone. <laughs> for sure. Oh, it's great talking to you, Jeff. Great meeting great. you as well, Andres. And um, anyways, I had a blast and and I'm going to continue listening to the show. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio April Show. It's a good show!